Lost on Lost Season 2, baby! Hell yeah! We've watched Seasons 1, 2, and 3 of Lost, and we've learned a lot. Did we? And we've learned to love Jack, Kate, Sawyer, Boone, and Claire. Did we? But now it's time for Seasons 4, 5, and 6. That's right, we're still gonna talk about the mysteries and mythologies of the island. And obviously hot tropical hookups. But now we're gonna talk about things like the freighter. The others. Charles Widmore. The lighthouse. Time travel. 9-11. Ronald Reagan. The Catholic Church. Titus. Gold Chains. The Military Industrial Complex. The Prison Industrial Complex. The Void. The Orb. And, and so, so much, much more. So strap on and strap down because if you thought last season was confusing, this is gonna be so much worse. Or better if you like being lost on Lost. Strap on? You heard me. Welcome everybody to Lost on Lost. I am Adam Busher and I'm joined as always by my faithful co-pilot, the John Locke to my Jack Shepard. The only difference is my guns are always loaded. I was I was thinking, oh, I was like the K-bar to my Naomi spine. Um, <laughs> JP Russell. <laughs> oh, we're going to fucking talk about that shit. <laughs> JP. Yeah. It's season two, baby. Feels good. Feels great, right? We did it. Um, we did We did season one, uh, ep- uh, seasons one through three of Lost, covered here on season one of Lost on Lost. We've done the mid-season, the Lost on Lost effect, talking about shows that inspired mm-hmm. Lost and then yeah. were inspired by Lost. Uh, and we've made some, you know, we made some uh, new friends. Uh, we've reinforced friendships with some old ones. Made a lot of enemies <laughs> our audience. Countless. Actually, we, uh, I was going to say countless enemies, but it's not countless. All we have to do is look at the download counter on Podbean, and that'll tell you exactly how many enemies we have. We, yeah. Uh, we've got a guest joining us for this, uh, our first episode of season two, where we're going to be covering episode or seasons four, five, and six of Lost. Who could we have possibly convinced or paid off or threatened to help shepherd us into this new era of Lost on Lost 2.0? Uh, She's an absolute powerhouse, and uh, we we are so excited to have her back. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Kim Davister. Public enemy, number one. Number fun. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Kim, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what have you been up to? Anything, any good shows, movies, content, books? Yes, all of the above. Yeah. I'm reading too many books to list uh, because that's just how it works. I'm always in the middle of something. As far as TV goes, I just finished Loki, which was fun. How was it? I thoroughly enjoyed it. Ki Hoi Kwan. Yeah. He's one of my favorite actors. Yeah. And spoiler alert, he's in season two of Loki. Oh, okay. And he's phenomenal and I love him. Cool. All right. Hey, should we get into some Lost? Might as well, right? Um, Let's see. Today we're talking about the beginning of the end, man. Season four, episode one. Beginning of the end originally aired on January 31st, 2008. It was written by Damon Lindelof and Carlton Hughes and was directed by Jack Bender. Lindelof's middle name is Lawrence. Hughes's middle name is Carlton because his first name is Arthur and Jack Bender's middle name wasn't listed anywhere in the two places I looked. So the <laughs> law firm name joke I was going to make is fucking busted. Thanks, you Hollywood elite fucks. Um, Adam, do you have a recap? I certainly do. Let's hear it. Freighter? I hardly know her. <laughs> <laughs> 
You fuck. On the island, the survivors of Oceanic Flight 815 reconvene in advance of their impending rescue. George Minkowski wants to talk to Naomi Dorrit via sat phone, so Dr. Jack Shepard takes Danielle Rousseau and Ben Linus on one last quick A-teamer to see where Naomi and her last half pint of blood got off to. <laughs> also, the others are apparently a non-factor now, so we need to pick new teams. And we glimpse into the future where Hugo Reyes is Struggling with his mental health. Hey, Hurley. Aren't we all? Same dog, same. (laughs) (laughs) Plagued with visions of his dead friend, Charlie, Hugo returns to Santa Rosa, wondering if he and the rest of the Oceanic Six, whoever they are, should go back to the island. Lost on Lost isn't scheduled to end until sometime in 2025, but welcome Lost on Lost faithful to the beginning of the end. Yeah, baby. What are we going to do after this? Uh, (laughs) Literally anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Something people will want to listen to. (laughs) Fuck that. But yeah, we start in Flash Forward. Um, Yeah. I thought you were going to say, we open in a bunch of mangoes. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great way to start. Because yeah, I was was looking at it. I was like, oh, okay, the beach. All right, what's going on with that? And then yeah, I was sitting there waiting for them to explode. And then I looked, I was like, are those mangoes or are those papayas or are they guavas? And then I was sitting there trying to think of what fruit they were and then they exploded. Yeah, I couldn't figure out if it was a freeze frame or if it's like the H.264 codec that is like streaming that like the pixels weren't even moving. And I was like really fixated on that. I was like, wait, what What are they? What's the, the technical sort of hiccup here? And then they just exploded. And I was like, fuck, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> It it 100% felt like a Corona commercial like Brando had (laughs) described in in the other 48 days. Michael Bay Corona commercial. Yeah, exactly. Through the Looking Glass, last episode of season one of Lost on Lost established the new storytelling convention of the Flash Forward. And this is what we're going to be dealing with, not exclusively going forward, because there are some other storytelling conventions that will be uh, introduced to as more episodes go by. But this one is Flash Forwards. We're looking at a time in the survivors' lives. Once they've left the island. Yeah. And yeah, just destroying mangoes with a, with a high-speed car chase in the streets of Los Angeles. Um. I, I, I just made the note, 100 bucks says it's Sawyer, uh, and he doesn't even know the cops are chasing him. <laughs> Man, fuck those mangoes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hate them things. So, like, the thing that it made me think of was, I don't know how recently you've seen Wayne's World 2. <laughs> it's been a minute. Uh. But there's a part in like the middle of the movie, give or take, where Wayne and Garth are going somewhere and they walk past a guy. A couple of guys are stacking crates of chickens. And then yeah. and then there's a couple of guys a little few feet away stacking crates of watermelons. And they're like, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're stacking up chickens here. And it's like, oh, do you guys sell chickens? No, we just always make sure that there's chickens uh, stacked up here at all times. Uh, same thing with the watermelons. We got to make sure there's <laughs> enough watermelons and chickens. Stay. And then two guys carrying a plate glass window walk past and be like, well, what about those guys? Oh, their job is to every couple of minutes just walk back and forth across this intersection with a plate glass window. And then Wayne's like, that's so weird. You got to wonder if that's going to pay <laughs> off later. <laughs> Which, of course, it does. It's a very, very good game. Of course it does. We cut away to someone watching the car chase while making a little liquid breakfast. There are two obvious hints here as to indicate who is each thing, who is each point of view that we have, because we hypothetically all recognize the car. What? We do? Yeah. It's Hurley's Camaro. The one he was fixing with his dad? Or right. Supposed yeah, to fix it's that, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. Camaro. So, like, if you... I forgot about that. If you have, like, an iota of brain space to hold on to meaningless trivia like that, you would recognize nope. it. Right. But if you don't, then yeah, you don't. But yeah, it's Hurley's Camaro. And then we see, yeah, we see somebody day drinking, so it's obviously Jack. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, and I thought it was maybe going to be like a like a fake out or something like that. Sure. Oh, it's probably Jack, and then it turns out to be Bernard or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and like, sure. no, it was Jack. I'm like, then why? Okay, you really had me on the edge of my seat there, Hughes and Lindelof. Surprise! It's Kate. <laughs> well, that was my next thing. As soon as the car crashes, I was like, women drivers. It's probably Kate. <laughs> I can laugh at that because I'm a woman driver. Yeah, but Kim, you, you drive like wee-woos, you know, so like. Right, you're allowed to drive recklessly. Know. It's part of your job. I mean, I've crashed into my fair share of mango carts, too, <laughs> in those wee-woos. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cool little mini action set piece. He's on the run from yeah. the LAPD and fuck him. Good. Get away. <laughs> um, but he, he piles the car up. Uh, eventually he does like a sick jump like a little half-assed dukes of hazard hell yeah and then like yeah just piles the car up get your hands up and they roll down the window stick your hands out and so like okay i gotta pause you did you guys catch the guy with the camcorder in the background no it threw me off because i was like yeah sure nowadays everybody's got a phone in their hand and they're recording everything Mm. but who the hell was just walking around with the freaking camcorder in their back pocket (laughs) (laughs) Me in 2008, because I'm a pervert. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they, the cops start shouting at him, like, put your hands out the window. He's complying, you know. He, he and the LAPD out. just would have started blasting. Let's be fucking real. Yeah. He gets out. It is revealed that it's Hurley. They're like, lay down. And he runs, and he gets about 10 feet, and they stop him. Um, and as they're carting him away to take him into custody, he starts shouting, don't you know who I am? Don't you know who I am? I'm one of the Oceanic Six. Yeah. So right here, we are creating... A brand new mystery. What is the Oceanic Six? Speaking of mystery, they made that whole chase sequence like, we don't know who it is. And you see only his hands and he does like a really slow turn as if we don't know that it's Hugo. It's clearly Hurley, even just by his hands. But my favorite part was he does this slow turn and all I can think of is space balls. (laughs) You caught his stunt double. (laughs) 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 It was... I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Hurley. And then I was like, but what if he turns around and it's just some chump who looks like Hurley <laughs> well, from the back? Well, and that's like, you see the curly hair yeah, and it's like, and like, what's with the subterfuge? Like anyone who's watching the first episode of season four of Lost right. knows who it they, is. They figured know? it out 45 seconds ago. <laughs> like, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. But yeah, they take him into custody, Lost car yeah. hits, and we're still in flash forward. Hurley is in an interrogation room and he is being interrogated by Los Angeles Police Department Detective Big Mike. (laughs) I know him as as, uh, Bull from Band of Brothers only because I'm a cis white uh, middle class male in my 30s and it's currently November. So that means it's the time of year where I have to watch Band of Brothers. Hot Boy Summer's done. Right? You put the jorts away, you curl up with a cozy Blu-ray and watch World War II murder. That's lovely. I know Michael Cudlitz from a time, a different time he played a Los Angeles police officer. Uh, I recognize him from Southland where he just played a, oh, a he played yeah, another yeah, yeah, LA yeah, cop. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's detective now. He was a he was a patrol officer last time we saw him in one of Anna Lucia's flashbacks. And here we've he seen this man before? For fuck's sake, yes. <laughs> This is going to be a long two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael Cudlitz was in one of Ana Lucia's flashbacks. She came back to work. We're not rehashing the last two. Yeah, we've seen I him. just remember her kind of hot mom. That's it. Like, 
Yeah, Rachel Tegerton from Con Air. Hell yeah. Yeah. Kim? I'm just I'm just over here. <laughs> Chicken cutlets. What is that what you said? That's all I got from that conversation. There you go. He met he mentions Ana Lucia. He's like, I know you you said you're from the Oceanic. I knew somebody on your plane. I yeah. I used to be partners with Michelle Rodriguez from the Fast and the Furious. Maybe you would have recognized her. <laughs> yeah, and he describes her as dark hair, gorgeous. That's it. I thought that too. I was like, she's your partner, and that's all you could think to say about her? Tell me you were written by a man without tell me yeah. you were written no. by Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Gorgeous. Big Mike doesn't really have a frame of reference. He doesn't understand that there's, like, 19 other hotter chicks on the plane. So, like, within context, Lana Lucia is maybe slipping the top 15 as far as gorgeous survivors or whatever. But, like... She's an island three, but, like, she's an LAPD partner, uh, like, nine and a half. She's ass eight, personality one, tits five. (laughs) Accuracy ten, though. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> and that's what we're really judging her on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hurley lies. Never heard of her, man. Never seen her. Nope. Couldn't tell you. And I, you get the feeling like he knows that he's lying. You think you think Big Mike knows he's lying? I think so. Okay. He, he wants to know why Hurley ran. He's like, watch the tape. I'm yeah. going to donut. Whatever. He, but he, he walks out. The tape starts running, but then Hurley starts to have a hallucination. He looks over at the two-way mirror. And then it turns into uh, like a porthole, like he's underwater. He sees somebody mm-hmm. swimming toward him, blasts open, the, the interrogation room starts to flood. He freaks out, help, 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 starts pounding the door. It's not real. Big Mike comes, what the hell's wrong with you? You trying to get sent to the, sent to the- I think he said loony bin, didn't he? Sure. Or nut some, house? Some yeah. sort of, yeah, some sort of wildly offensive you. Oh, nut house. Yeah, that was nut house. Yeah. For a mental institution. He's trying to get sent to the mental institution. And Hurley is like, hell yeah, please. That sounds great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But was anybody else like, oh, my gosh, I wish it were that easy to access mental health care. <laughs> From the police? <laughs> yeah. I was exactly. like, absolutely. That's amazing. A county stamped gown and grippy socks? Sign me up. Oh, it was perfect. On the other side of the two-way mirror, his supervisor's like, no, Mike, no, don't say that. <laughs> no, violate his rights. You fucking rookie. Goddamn. <laughs> um, we cut back to the island for the first time in this episode. Just a little bit of table setting here. Hurley radios back to Jack. Philly back in. Hey, you got what happened? Yeah, we got a hold of them. It's oh, right, because they don't know what happened. They don't know like everything that's been going on. Yeah, perfect excuse. The people on the beach don't know what happened up at the radio tower. Something that has not uh, since developed since the end of the the Looking Glass. Uh, Locke wandered off, and now we don't know where he went. Classic. Classic, classic lock. He's just under a bridge someplace trying to get the name <laughs> of your firstborn. Is Locke's first name Rumple Silskin? No, but he's got some rumpled foreskin. Anyways, uh, uh, Kate's like, "What are you gonna do if you see him?" And Jack's like, oh, "I'm gonna kill him." He, Jack, is in his threatening to kill people era. It's just all he's gonna do now. When it was toward Tom Friendly and the others, it's like. Yeah, Jack, be crazy. Yeah. And I feel like everybody else is like, yeah, Jack, fucking go for it. And then this time where Kate's like, what are you going to do? And he's like, I'm going to kill him. And Kate's like, ooh, ooh. no, that, that, uh, uh. He, he may be fucking up, but he's still technically one of us. Yeah. You're just so going like, to murder him? Yeah. Like, you've, you can't murder everyone. Yeah. I mean, you can, but. <laughs> Whoa. Probably not going to end well. I may, I may not have been paying attention super close at this point in the episode because my next note is Rose tells Claire to suck Charlie's dick? Um, no, hold on. <laughs> y- yes. She doesn't not tell her that. <laughs> um, we need we need I I very much want to talk about Charlie's dick. Um, 
We need to talk about one specific shot that okay. I am obsessed with, mm-hmm. and I'm going to talk about it for the next 97 minutes. Excellent. <laughs> Kate and Jack are sitting there talking, and it's close-up, close-up. It's This whole show is done in like very close you know, singles. Yeah. Then they just cut away to like a two-shot and then a, a wide shot of Naomi dead face down on the ground with a knife in her back. <laughs> And it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. And it's now the lock screen on my phone. (laughs) Because you have to put that on our Instagram. Yeah. And the fact that this bitch is still no one bothered to check. No one did it. She's just dead to rights, dead on the ground. And they're just like, huh. Well, that's not going to be our problem. We'll be off the island soon. Here's all these people. Also, there's this dead girl here. Yeah. yeah. Part of me wants to see how much it would cost to get a custom rug with this <sighs> image printed on it. They're treating her like a literal NPC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A- anyways, Rose is doing Charlie a solid and trying to get his dick sucked. <laughs> the way she said that. The way Rose we're, was about you know, to. We're, we're getting off this island all thanks to your man. So you better treat him right. Like that sassy black lady. Like... <laughs> treat him right you better establish a safe word um <laughs> then we cut over to ben and russo oh ben ben's still tied up to the tree uh bleeding. i love that for him <laughs> yeah probably internally bleeding uh probably detached retina probably a lot of shit wrong with him he looks that's cool. fine he's used to it yeah i thought he looked good yeah what <laughs> Yeah, he looked great. I suppose as a first responder, you see people way more messed up than that. Yeah, I was like, for for as much as I'm sure they hate him and beat the crap out of him, he looked real good. <laughs> I was like, Kim, were you looking at him and be like, I can fix him. <laughs> Call my mom. Tell her I found him. I met the nicest guy. He was... He was tied to a banyan tree. <laughs> uh, he was covered in blood, but, but. He has strong paternal instincts. <laughs> uh, loves hot air balloons. I love a man with a passion. <laughs> but yeah, he asks, uh, Rousseau is like darting in and he's like, uh, hey, this whole rescue thing is not going to go the way Jack thinks it right. is. I need you to get Alex and get her. First, get her away from Carl because he's perving the dish. But second, get her away from everybody else because this is bad news. Get my daughter out of here. And she's like, oh, you said the magic word, punch. Yeah. Not your daughter. Punch, 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 punch. Time to play front hand, backhand. <laughs> and it's interesting because Rousseau has been in like a survival mode for so long. Yeah. Yeah. She's only been rocking with the other or the survivors here for like a couple of weeks and she's already right. settling into, you know, a whole new paradigm. Right. So when she hears that there is danger, she's probably the first, you know, like cats can feel earthquakes before they happen or whatever. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Rousseau just knows like, oh, fuck, Ben's not fucking with me right now. He is telling me the truth. Rousseau's just like, oh, it's going to be a harsh winter. OK. <laughs> <laughs> I can always tell when a storm's coming. My everything hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ben. Keep it quiet over there. <laughs> cut, cut over to the beach. Uh, Hurley and Bernard are talking. Oh, what a fun scene. Yeah, this was really great. He, he tells somebody he won the lottery. He's worth 150 million, and uh, it was the worst thing that ever happened to him. And he believes that it'll all be gone because he's been dead long, quote, yeah. dead long enough that the money will have gone to whoever, and he'll right. be free. He'll be free of the worst thing that had ever happened to him in his life right. prior, prior to the plane crash, obviously. But yeah, he's like, I feel like doing a cannonball. Love and, a good cannonball. And Bernard's like, Hurley, you, you fucking earned a cannonball. Hell yeah, my dude. <laughs> That's so good. You did just save the day. You killed a man with a vehicle, but you did save the day. But yeah, he jumps it. He runs off to the cliff or off to this little like escarpment and he does a cannonball. 
cannonball pops up out of the water. He's all liberated and it's great. And then that's all over. That's there's no more happiness to be had for the rest of the show. No, the canoe's back. No. <laughs> um, Gone. Only one passenger. Senior Desmond Hume. Um, yeah. See, the, the sad thing about the canoe is that when it left, there were there were two people in it, Ugh. and now there's just one. Saeed's and the others are helping Desmond uh, beach the canoe. Desmond starts, he's like, this is, no, the warning, not Penny's boat, starts rattling off all this. It's like, the freighter's not who they say they are. We gotta go. Right. We need to warn everyone else, like, ten minutes ago. Yeah. Hurley interrupts him. They're all chattering amongst themselves, and Hurley's like, where's Charlie? Yeah. Desmond, I can't, I can't remember exactly what he said. He just says, sorry, I'm brother. sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Um, and everybody's reaction, not just Hurley's, but like everybody's reaction, Sawyer's sight, the way that they Dude, they're that all stuff, so good. That fucking wrecked me. Like, I was crackered. Ugh. I was like, I literally slumped in my chair. I was like, holy. I also feel like some, if not all of their reactions weren't actually, no offense, Charlie, weren't actually because Charlie was dead, but were more because they knew how it would affect Hurley. Right. Yeah. A combination of that, a combination of their own feelings for it, and then a combination of what Desmond just said and yeah. why and and how Charlie's death factors into what Desmond just said. It's like the, the freighter people are not who they say they are. And on top of that, this revelation has already cost oh, a person their life. One, right. Who knows how many more? Charlie did the thing. Like he, he did unjam the thing. He sacrificed his life to do that. And now it's putting us more in danger. I, Personally, I saw uh, Saeed's reaction was so like, yeah, his, put his hands on it. So head, just, just like, like defeated and just like, God, we can't catch a fucking break right now. Mm. You know? I was too distracted by Juliet. <sighs> it was my lost main squeeze. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Come back to the tower. Um, Sorry, I was just thinking about Juliet again. Um, <laughs> yeah, we come back to the tower. George Minkowski radios in. We do not see him yet, but George Minkowski is voiced and played by uh, by Fisher Stevens, who appeared in uh, both short circuit movies. Oh, what? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Wait, does he play the Indian guy? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. The, the movies are the movies are good. It's not great that he's. And playing that character. <laughs> Kim, you want to give us an A? Ooh. There we go. <laughs> Minkowski wants to talk to Naomi. He's like, hey, the, yeah. the radio is kind of fucked. We need you to do change some settings on there. Let me talk to Naomi real quick. And Jess, <laughs> they're like, uh, 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 she's uh, on the can. Uh, like, <laughs> exactly. She's 10 100. Uh, we'll get you right back. Um, uh, I, oh, I got to go. Click. <laughs> She went out to get some groceries or something. Yeah, she went over uh, smokes. Uh, hey Naomi, flip those burgers. Don't want them to burn. <laughs> yeah. you, you got it, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything's fine here now. Uh, how are you? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> uh, well, beyond the fact that they think Naomi is indisposed, they turn over to where she was de- was dead, and she's gone now. <laughs> okay. Well, it was one of three things. Either the body was missing that, like, they don't know why it's missing. Two, that Alex and Carl were gone because they were seated near there. Mm -hmm. Or three, and I thought 
there's no fucking way that this is possible that she got up on her own and ran away. But they just cut to like a nondescript patch of empty grass. And I was like, cool. I, they're in a fucking jungle. What does that say? Don't you recognize the empty grass from your lock screen? <laughs> well, now I do. <laughs> There, there was a little bit of blood in the grass. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a weird, weird way yeah, was, of showing that Naomi is is missing. Rousseau is also missing. Um, yeah, because they sh- they show a shot of Ben and he's by himself now, <laughs> and he's just like, Rrr. yeah. <laughs> he, but I, I made a note here because like Jack goes over, he's like, what the fuck? And Ben goes, I don't know, and gives him a little Ben smile and just a very half like little, I don't know. Well, because earlier when Jack was radioing with Hurley, he's like, we're going home. He like winks at Ben like fuck you yeah <laughs> ben's like fuck you right back <laughs> yeah cut back to the beach sawyer's just like hey we don't have to rush over there let's just call him saeed's like the, uh if these people are radio they probably Nearby. can hear our communications and Sawyer's like right. fuck that i got the radio and hurley just like snatches it and throws it in the ocean how far away are we assuming that jack is from the beach as far as the episode needs it to be because I was yeah, like, exactly. can't y'all just walk there? Like, uh, why are you always so far apart and then at the same time so close together? Well, you would think if they were going to get picked up and rescued, like getting picked up on the beach would probably be the easiest way to do that. So, like, you'd think the survivors would start heading toward the beach, but yeah. I don't know. They got to be close. The the tower, it was established in the pilot that it is more than a day's walk with a small group and less than a day's walk with the entire group. So. Oh. <laughs> Which which makes no sense because a larger, that, no, a larger the math group, checks out. Yeah, yeah. large large group shouldn't be moving faster than a small group. Um, so yes, exactly. It's, it's exactly as far away as the story requires. It's a day's walk for half dead Naomi. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Cut back to the tower. Rousseau and Jack are gonna go after Naomi. They found. Yeah. R- Rousseau found a blood trail. Apparently, that's where she went. Naomi disappeared. Rousseau immediately tried to start finding her. Came back and was like, "I found a blood trail." She's ten minutes ahead. How? How, with a knife in her back, she got ten minutes away from you. Like, yeah. Also, how are you telling that from a blood trail? She's like, <laughs> still warm. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Is that how you diagnose patients? Yeah. Jack's like, how can you tell how far away she is? And Russo's like, oh, I saw her leave. She left ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, started an egg timer. Uh. <laughs> They're about to go. They're going to bring Ben with them because Jack's like, I don't trust him with anybody else. So you and me will take Ben. We'll go find her. Kate comes in. And she's like, I found a secondary blood trail. We don't know anyone else is bleeding. So it's got to be her, right? It's like, and Jack's so dismissive. He's like, Rousseau's already got it. Sit down, Kate. Yeah. Also, Kate looks like she really smells in this episode. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. She's always jogging to yeah. Jack, too. I'm like, you don't, you're not that far apart. You don't go to jog to him. And she just looks like she smells. So much of Kate's character is just running into the scenes saying, I found the trail. (laughs) And then men ignoring her. (laughs) Yeah. Good. (laughs) You and your womb stay here. (laughs) Thanks, Lassie. Um, they hug, and while they were hugging, I was like, why are they hugging so long? What does Jack have to steal? Because, like, I knew she was stealing something. <laughs> I was like, did she take keys or, like, a lighter or a gun? What is she taking? There's no reason for them to be hugging this long. It was confirmed later what she stole, but, like, yeah. There's no reason to ever hug Jack that long. No. Yeah. They both stink. <laughs> 
Uh, we'll come back to the beach real quick. They can't radio in, so they got to go warn them. They start passing out guns. Holy fuck. I think the gun continuity between last episode and this one's a little different. They got some much bigger heat now. Nah, it's party time. The additional <laughs> guns that they have, I believe, were the weapons that the others came when they came to attack the beach. Yeah, but like, I don't remember there being a 308 fucking foul. That that one did look, the 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 gun that Saeed Sawyer. did Sawyer. Yeah. yeah. That one looked a little out of place. But yeah, yeah. like Saeed rifle that he has with the leather strap he's had that forever the pistols yeah. those grow on fucking trees on the island but yeah the big assault rifle i was like who the fuck was carrying that <laughs> but they got it now let's go um they yeah they all grab a gun except for hurley and um they start marching off cut to a flash forward um, forward yeah hurley is back at san rosa he's been here before he knows the staff he knows the drill went right back to his old room yep pick playing playing some connect four ingratiating himself with the uh, with the locals uh, and somebody tells me he's got a visitor oh lance uh, reddick the, baby my the, cup runneth over long dick of the law <laughs> You have a visitor, this person who's been sitting right next to you for the last half hour staring at you, in case you didn't notice. Oh, my God. I was so excited. I did not know until we talked about the Fringe pilot, and you yep. guys mentioned that Lance Reddick was in Lost, and I didn't know we are going to see him so soon. I got so excited. Wait, we haven't seen him. We haven't seen him before. Nope. This is the no. first. This is the first appearance of Matthew Abaddon. Um, he oh, will, we get more Lance. Oh yeah, he'll, he'll he's recurring. Oh, yeah. um, I think it might only be season four, but uh, I can't remember for sure. But yeah, he's gonna be a factor. Ugh. R.I.P. Lance Reddick. Rest in power, King. He offers to. He's like, hey, I'm a, a lawyer from Oceanic Airlines, and uh, this place is fucked. Um, you want to go somewhere nicer? Uh, we can take yeah. you, we can take you to a place where the what the pain isn't peeling. You can see the ocean. I don't want to see the ocean. Fuck all that. It's like yeah, the dude was in a fucking play crash and you spend the ocean. Jesus Christ, fucking Michael Abaddon, read the room. But also, first red flag. Ain't no airline gonna do that. They won't even like replace your lost luggage. They're like, you get no refund. Yeah, but but we'll put you up in a nicer mental facility. Facility. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I need to go to a mental facility every time I fly Spirit Airlines, but like... <laughs> you fly Spirit Airlines? Yeah, I have to for Army. The country doesn't know how to treat its veterans, you know. Hurley's <laughs> 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 uh, starting to see through this a little bit. He's like, uh, "Let me see some ID. You got a business card? You got your LinkedIn with you? Like, let me see." <laughs> <laughs> and he starts patting his pockets and I was just thinking there's a scene in uh, We Own This City where uh, John Barenthal comes up to like join the the barbecue and they're like you gotta chip in on this uh, he's like yeah he starts patting his pockets and then it's like this is, my girl always says you see a guy start patting his pockets you know he ain't got no money <laughs> so yeah I was like he's not gonna he's got no cover here so he's like must have left my business cards not with in me in my other paint. <laughs> In my other lands. Um, <laughs> oh. Anyway, anyway, are are they are they still alive? Yeah. As obviously not a lawyer from Oceanic, are they still alive? Which freaks Hurley out. He's like, uh, get him out of here. He's not real. <laughs> Either get him out or sedate me. I don't care. Yeah. Or both, preferably. I'm done playing Connect Four, and I don't want to talk to Lance Reddick anymore. This is weird. I fucking love Connect Four. Cut to the jungle uh, that night. The beach crew, they're heading out wherever. Sawyer just turns, he's in full white hat mode now. Right, yeah. Like We have progressed into the second half of Lost and Lost. This is where we're going to see Sawyer's redemption. Yeah, um, man. He's just checking in on Hurley's mental health, and when Hurley pushes him away, like, no, 
know, I don't want to talk about Charlie. Would go a lot faster if we didn't sit here and talk. He's like, you let me know if you need anything, bud. Yeah. You know, like, right here. Oh, yeah. it's so sweet. Can we talk about how, and I hope that this is part of it. Uh, Sawyer does not look like he smells. Like he looks... <laughs> He looks real clean. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know if they did this on purpose, but he looks good. Yeah. He's not covered in like dried sweat and dirt and shit. Like his hair. Well, he has all the stuff. So he's probably got a washer and a dryer. And <laughs> <laughs> he's got a whole laundromat. He definitely yeah. does. He's been, he's been do- putting cream rinse in his hair. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I thought that was wonderful. Like that was re- really good. It was like a really nice character moment. One of a couple yeah. that we got in this episode, which was really cool. Very sweet. But then Hugo, uh, yeah, he's like, you don't need to tell them to slow down immediately gets separated (laughs) (laughs) that's me i felt i very much felt this scene because i was like (laughs) i look at one pretty leaf and i look up and everybody's gone (laughs) guys he's trying to catch up he he's stumbling around uh he starts to hear the whispers again same (laughs) and he sees Jacob's is it cabin or shack? I forget what the official name is. I, I believe it's called Jacob's Cabin. And yeah, yeah. I was, that's what I wrote. I was like, is this Jacob's Cabin? Question mark. Which the audience would have seen not too long ago. We saw years, years ago. ago because that was episode two, three of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah hypothetically, the chrono- chronological audience would have seen this just earlier this spring. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we saw this in 20. 20- 20 <laughs> back when we were still making jokes about Rizzoli and Isles. <laughs> Did you stop doing that? We've, we've toned it down a bit. It's more wigs and piss these days. <laughs> oh man. But we, but uh, the audience out there, you can look forward to a lot of content about the USA networks suits. So we're going to start. Oh some, fuck. Yeah. Some suits material here in the future. <laughs> <laughs> this spooked the shit out of me. Like, this was horrifying. I hated this so much. This was not great. <laughs> it was very, like, Norman Bates. Yeah. Yeah. He goes over to the cabin because it's not supposed to be there. He peers, like, the lights flicker on on the inside. He peers inside and he sees a, a lit hurricane lamp. And he sees the, yeah. the dude in the rocking chair. Um, and then just like a face pops into the hole and like I like jumped out of my pants. I was like, that <laughs> I, that bothered me like a lot. I had to take a break. I, was like, this, <laughs> I, I don't like scary movies. And he just, that like weirded the shit out of me. It's it, it was 1.30 in the afternoon when I watched that. I went and turned lights on in my apartment. I was, that bothered me. <laughs> it wasn't even a full face. It was no. like an eyeball. Yeah. yeah. It was horrifying. Yeah, Hurley Hurley is uh, understandably freaked out and runs runs away just to find himself confronted once again by the cabin. Yeah, yeah, like he tur- like he changes direction and it's just in front of him again. And so then he, he just like he closes his eyes. It's not there. It's not there. It's not there. And then it does disappear. He yeah. collapses in exhaustion. I was so worried that it was going to reappear and he was going to be like full Wicked Witch of the East. And they were going to drop that cabin on him. <laughs> Intercut in Hurley's cabin experience back in the jungle. Rousseau loses Naomi's trail. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She double backed. Man, this bitch is getting around for having a fucking knife in her fucking. Kim, give me a, give me the names of two vertebrae that are next to each other. We're going to go with thorax. So we're going to go T3 and 4. Yeah, man. This bitch yeah. is really getting around for having a Bowie knife between T3 and 4. <laughs> We'll cut that out totally. Yeah. I'll sound smart. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> this is when Jack discovers that Kate snatched the phone from him. Ben saw it happen. He was like, I was going to tell you, but every time I tell you bad news, you punch me in the face. So like, this is a defense mechanism on my part. I'm trying to, you know, it's, I'm protecting myself here. I was going to tell you, but I thought it'd be funnier if I didn't. <laughs> you mean to tell and me you was. knew the whole time that she'd taken the phone? You could have told yeah. me whenever? <laughs> no. Only when it was funny. <laughs> We cut to, in this, like, from there, we cut to Kate following the other trail that she saw that everybody ignored her, and then she gets jumped by Amy, who, again, with a Bowie knife in between her T3 and T4, jumps out of a tree that she was able to climb into, literally jumps Kate. The reason she's losing all this blood is because she's running and jumping and climbing and... Yeah, she would just lay down and take a nap. She'd be probably all right. We know the island heals people. John arrived to throw a knife into her back with a bullet wound and he's seemingly fine yeah can we talk about the drip first oh we should always talk but i I got so much time to talk i know that shirt with those pants (laughs) (laughs) for real though kate is like oh i'm following this blood where's it coming from and then it drips on her arm so much (laughs) it's so gross yeah pretty pretty not pretty not great like that is one of my biggest icks not that it's an irrational fear, but at work, I'm, sure. I always wear pants, even in the summer, because I'm like, nope, I am not getting blood on me today. <laughs> oh, you're not one of those pantsless paramedics? <laughs> <laughs> it's a search uh, search query I have in a lot of Google tabs right now. Uh, uh, Naomi, they wrestle over the phone, holds her holds a knife to Kate's throat, like, give me the phone. She's like, yeah, all you have to do is ask, damn. Um, <laughs> George calls, hey, it's Naomi. What's the weather like? Would you stay on task? <laughs> well, no, because she's like, you people tried to kill me because yeah. she doesn't know who Locke. Yeah, who Locke yeah, is. Like, yeah. She doesn't know who Locke is and like where the knife came from. She just thought it was like fucking Scott or Steve. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it could have been yeah. Froger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she's like, fucking all I'm doing is defending myself. And Kate's like, I'm really sorry about Locke. He he's skittish around new people. Um <laughs> He's he's got what we call jungle fever. Uh, Rousseau's got it. It's fine. It's an island madness. It's yeah. uh, he's leash aggressive. I go something so every time something good happens to me. It's some kind of madness. <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> Naomi's like, yeah, I buy that. All right, hey George, here I'm gonna fix the radio. Uh, tell my wife I said hello, and then she does the first reasonable thing she's done all episode and dies. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was like, she doesn't just pass the fuck out. She dies the fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she dies, and then this is when then we come back to like the second half of the Hurley cabin thing. He sees the rocking chair. He sees the eye. Oh yeah, he hallucinates because yeah, yeah. and then yeah, when he collapses in exhaustion from this horrifying experience that he just had, he fucking locked. Just like, hey ah. buddy, how are you? There's a commercial here. When they cut back from commercial, uh, they built a little fire. Uh, Hurley and Locker just talking like locks. Hey, what are you doing? I got separated. You know, t- t- whatever. Uh, they come to find out that the two of them have. A similar desire. They want to stop Jack from right, contacting yeah. the freighter, which neither of them know already has is already happening. Locke's obviously got motives that maybe Hurley doesn't right. share, but he's like, we both know that something's wrong, and yeah. if we don't stop this, Charlie will have died for nothing. Yeah. So they're like, okay, so you and me, let's go see if we can talk some sense into Jack. Yeah, make some headway here. They catch up with the rest of the beach crew. Sawyer and Saeed's group. They talk a little bit. They're like, you know, what the fuck is up with why lock here? Like, whatever. They hear the whispers, but it's not the whispers. It is the tower group wandering in. Fucking everybody shows up in this random spot in 
the jungle. Goddamn everyone. It's it's funny because this is the nose of the plane, a place that they went to in the pilot and then never came back to. Like, right. did they ever ran, like rat fuck this plane for for supplies? Did they, you know, or were was everybody weirded out by the fact that the the co-pilot was in the thing, got ate by the smoke monster here, and like, why was this a place that for whatever reason they decided to fucking rendezvous without prior talk? Like, at no point was everybody like, let's meet up again right. at the nose cone. Yeah, I don't know. Or was it like, oh, we just all happened to be here. It's yeah. the litter box. They were like, oh, you have to poop too? Okay. <laughs> but they re- reunite. Son and Jin, Rose and Bernard. Uh, it's very sweet. Yeah, it's very, very cute. And then Claire. Yeah. Everybody sees Claire. And so then Desmond goes to start. He takes like a step forward. Right, and says, I'll yeah. tell her. And so Hurley goes and tells. And he, the, he he's tr- you can see him trying to figure out what he's going to say, but he's already getting choked up himself and then the only thing he can get out is he's dead yeah and i thought that the beach people's reactions to desmond saying charlie was dead wrecked me this was so much worse (laughs) yeah don't cry if you cry i'll cry that's why you really got to start with a joke like hey i just flew in from sydney and bore my arms dead like charlie Charlie. Uh, (laughs) anyways i I, I was i was openly sobbing i just that was so so sad yeah it was pretty rough it was the music well and it was the same music that charlie died to how'd they get the playlist <laughs> just also Locke also is there i mean by proxy of hurley being there but like sight and him are about to go to blows because he was gonna get into him about why he fucking blew up the submarine yeah and i forgot about the submarine i'm like man sight you're still hung up on that thing that was, <laughs> that was weeks last ago. season baby <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But yeah, we cut to uh, flash forward back to Santa Rosa. Hurley's doing some painting, uh, and one of his fellow uh, fellow patients says, "Hey, man, there's a dude over there staring at you." Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, is this Matthew Avedon guy back?" It's Charlie. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! But the dude, the other guy saw him too. Yeah, which yeah. I thought was real weird. But yeah, close to the veil, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie's just like, hey, don't freak out like you did at the 7-Eleven. We realize that's what made that's what sparked the car chase. Right, Charlie right, 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 right. But yeah, Charlie and Early have uh, a conversation about, you know, like, I am here. Like, yes, I'm dead, but I'm here. Like, just yes. because I'm dead doesn't mean I can't be here. And I, I have some stuff to tell you, you know. And he says, prove it. <laughs> and slaps him as if a slap is proof of anything. Yeah. And it's interesting that Charlie says, like, I know I'm dead. I just need you to fucking calm down because yeah. we need to talk. Right. I recognize how strange this is. Yeah. Me being dead, that's bearing the lead. I've got other important shit to talk about. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking wild. Next topic. Yeah. They they need your help. Yeah. And he's just like, absolutely not. I'm not hearing this. Get away. And he counts to five. And Charlie's gone. Yep, makes him disappear. I've wondered, does it only take me counting to five to get Dominic Monaghan to disappear (laughs) under any circumstance? You got to slap him first. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have to be slapped by him. Oh. And then I can count to five. Yeah. We cut back to the jungle and Hurley's still embracing Claire. She asks like what happened or whatever. And he was was trying to help us. That's what he was doing. He was trying to help us. Jack and Rousseau roll up and Jack drills lock <laughs> just like Dude. it's on site for jack and lock these days just like wow i wanted him to jump out of the tree like naomi <laughs> the way he went at lock's belt whew, <laughs> i'll tell you what 
that was spicy. <laughs> I was like, boy, buy him some dinner first. And then it's like, oh, he's got a gun. That's what's going oh. on. No, it's right. the, uh, get your hands off my penis. <laughs> Gentlemen, this is democracy manifest. <laughs> what? I cannot enjoy a, a nice Chinese lunch. Get your hands off my penis. A succulent Chinese meal. <laughs> I am so lost, I'll but I love it. I love it. He, yeah, he gets uh, <laughs> he get he gets the old revolver out of Johnny Locke's belt and he's got him. He's gonna blast him. Johnny Locke's like, "You're gonna kill me!" Click, click. Oh, dang! Click, click. He's been hanging out with Sun too much. <laughs> <laughs> you won't. Oh yeah, click, 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 click. click. It's like it's not loaded. It's like it's a revolver. You should have been able to tell. <laughs> like, Which is interesting because Locke was the first one to reach for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, after he got punched, Locke reached for it. So yeah. I think he knew, like... Yeah, maybe he was just going to grab it to keep it away from him or whatever. But Yeah, but it's like, oh, let's let's watch you make an ass of yourself, Jack. Right, yeah. But yeah, like, they so they had this confrontation. Um, it's it's tense. Like, mommy and daddy are fighting in front of all the survivors. Like Also, if you really want to kill him, there are nine people behind him with guns that he could just go borrow. Hey, can I borrow that real quick? John stands up, and he's just like... Charlie said, like, he, they, he spills all the warning shit. This is it all. Now all the cards are on the table from the stuff that's happened at the end of the previous episode. Right. And then in this episode itself, Kate comes in. Naomi died. She has contacted the freighter. Here's where we're at. And Locke had said, he said, I have always acted with y'all's best interests at heart. And I know I've got explaining to do, but like, this is not our rescue. Right. And and he's got a point. Yes. That he yeah. has always been acting in the island's best interest, but he or not the island, the survivor's best interest. But he also has a different impression of what's best for the survivors. Right. Than they do. So yeah. like they don't agree. Bad guys don't think that they're the bad guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but he's like, the others have abandoned the barracks. That's where I'm going. It's the only defensible position that I'm aware of on the island, and nobody's there. So I'm gonna go hole up there while this freighter thing calms down. <laughs> Going down to the Winchester, have a pint, wait for this whole thing to blow over. (laughs) So who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? (laughs) That's exactly it. And Jack's like, nobody's going with you because they're not insane. And then a couple of people are like, I think I might be a little insane. Um, Actually, I haven't had water in a while. Hurley's the first one. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Hurley stands up. He just gave the big speech. Yeah. He he stands up to him. This is like the first time that Hurley like stands up to Jack and sort of Hurley takes sort of a position of leadership or a leadership role. Right. And he's always kind of been the support character, this morale officer, this uh, sort of shepherding Sawyer toward a leadership role while Jack was kidnapped, like stuff like that. He never wanted to be the guy at the at the head of the, the ship. But right. here he is, sort of. He's going to immediately defer to Locke's leadership, but he takes he takes a leadership tag here. I like how he says, I'm going to follow my friend. And then he clarifies Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. just in case you guys think Locke is my friend. Yeah. We are not friends. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we split into John's group and Jack's group. Yeah, we get um, Hurley, Claire, Ben asked Jack's permission. I'm going to, if that's all right, just like fucking whatever. Get this goddamn nerd out of my face. That's, that is fucking a buck wild strategy on Ben's part because Ben shot lock like a day yeah. or two ago and left right. him for dead in a hole. I would rather go with the guy I tried to murder. He absolutely does not have an axe grind. Well, but John's the only one that has that knowledge. So yep. like. 
that says, well, besides the audience, obviously, like we know that, which tells you something about how dangerous he thinks it is to be rescued to Jack, by these yeah. people. Right. Right. Alex and Carl. Yeah. Uh, Rousseau. A uh, handful of background folks, I would imagine. Yep. Check the Webster doc if you want to know exactly who they are. <laughs> Do Scott and Steve split up? Oh, Steve's dead. Or Scott's yeah, dead. Yeah, Steve's one dead. Of, so it's got to be Scott. Dead. Yeah. Um, and then in Jack's group, uh, Rose and Bernard. Rose and Bernard have a little conversation. Bernard's like, you said you never wanted to leave the island. Um and Rose is like, uh, I never, I don't want to not leave the island that bad. We're not going with Locke. <laughs> We're yeah. not hanging out with jail. <laughs> so Rose and Bernard go with Jack. Juliet stays with Jack, obviously, because she's uh, infatuated with him. Saeed goes. Kate goes. Desmond goes uh, with Jack. And then Sawyer goes with Locke. Yeah. Kate's like, what the fuck? I thought we were just starting to maybe get some stuff going again. And he's like, nah, bro. Nah. After she was like canoodling Jack. So gross. Uh, but he's like, yeah, I am just surviving. Like that. No, no, I'm... no. He says, surviving. Surviving. And that's the best line in the whole show. One more, one more again? <laughs> he almost says it like he sounds like a pirate. Surviving. Surviving. <laughs> Somehow he's pirate. I'm doing what I've always done. Surviving. We cut to flash forward. Um, Hurley's playing a little basketball, and Jack comes to visit him. Just sinking buckets. Oh, fucking rainbows, baby. All day. <laughs> so you were talking about the actors. The first thing I have written in my notes for this scene is Jack looks like a scrawny nerd. <laughs> like, when did he get so scrawny? I think he lost a bunch of weight for Racer X. Maybe. To be in a CGI movie? There were people in it. Just CGI him skinnier. That's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> anyway, we'll cut all this. Can um, you CGI me skinnier for the podcast? JP, your voice sounds really skinny today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, he does look skinny. Um, but yeah, they're like, let's play let's play a little horse. Um, I just wanted to catch up with you. I was doing some consults, and Hurley's like, oh, you got your regular life back. Neat. That's why I'm, I love that for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I want to come check up on you for 90 seconds. Yeah. But also, to be fair, I mean, Hurley kind of got his regular life back. He was already there. Fair. Yeah. Fair. He, he does. I mean, he does kind of want to be there. At the beginning of the episode, he has to go. But yeah, they, he's like, let's play horse. And they start talking. And so he's like, why do you want to check up on me? Do you think I'm going to tell? And Jack's like, well, are you? Yeah. <laughs> tell what? Tell what? And then he's just like, yeah, this is awkward. I'm going to leave, actually. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't do bedside manner. Goodbye. But also, why does it matter if Hurley tells anything? Because they all think he's insane. Right, right. He can say, I faked the moon landing. I was the one who did it. And I'd be like, <laughs> you're, you're an unwell person. You were hallucinating. Um, but the, Hurley says, I'm sorry I went with Locke. I shouldn't have did that. I should have went with Yeah, Locke. that was a mistake. But Which we is- need to go back. <laughs> and Jack's like, I'm not hearing that. We can never go back to Arizona. <laughs> Never say never, dude. <laughs> Jack's like, I'm leaving. This is I can't. You're not talking me into going back to the island. Fuck all that. I'm going. Right, back. I'm right, going. Right. I'm going to the bar later. <laughs> I gotta get back to surgery. I've got a patient, Jack Daniels. My cab's waiting for me. I never drive anywhere anymore because I'm wasted all the time. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we cut uh, back to the back to the island. Jack and Kate are having a little minor reminisce uh, over the nose of the plane. Can't believe it's been so long since we came here. I miss Charlie. Like it's pouring rain, and they're standing like half under. I'm like, go in the fuselage, right? Yeah, like like I know you have to leave soon, but you can get out of the rain while you talk. Um, no, remember Kate stinks. She's probably like, this. Is oh nice. yeah, 
That is true. Fuselage probably stinks. Like, there's probably still bodies in there. But yeah, this is like their first memory with Charlie. Her, the two of them, and Charlie came here together in the pilot to get the transponder blown. So it's like I forgot Charlie was there because <laughs> he didn't really do anything. She like she nuzzles into him like <clears throat> yeah, like give me a fucking break. After just having been mad at Sawyer for leaving, yeah, yeah. And again, this is 2008 or whatever. So like polyamory isn't as prevalent as it is today. Like people, but like it would have been. And it would have made way more sense if like oh Kate's a polyamorous character and she, yeah she's tr- she's in love with both of these men otherwise it's just manufactured drama and nonsense she has a people pleasing uh, problem and codependency <laughs> she has a fear of abandonment that's true definitely that, that's fair, yeah. she's avoidant dismissive yeah she's, she <laughs> smells bad <laughs> <laughs> Cannot drive home the fact hard enough. This girl stinks. <laughs> She's like, I don't know how to break up with him, so I'll just stop showering for a really long time. Joke's on you. I'm into that shit. <laughs> she smells like piss. There we go. We brought up the There piss. it is. There it is. Uh, <laughs> anyways. The, the chopper. Yeah, it's not. It's it's not thunder. It's a chopper. But also, like, why would it have mattered if the thunder were getting louder? They were just standing in the rain anyway. Who cares? Right. Like, well, we're gonna get rained on more. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the chopper dumps out a parachute ist, and so they go to find out. Hey, who's our new friend? It's another person. Whatever hits the ground, no problems. Because men are better at parachuting than women. He didn't hit a tree. That's a he science. Yeah, he didn't hit. Take a stick to the gut. Any of that. He's totally fine. Um, <laughs> speaking of World War II, welcome to the show, Jeremy Davies. Fucking up him. As Daniel Faraday. He takes off his helmet. And he's like, are you Jack? And Jack's like, yeah, I'm Jack. What's up, bro? Uh, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Lost. What a ride. Yeah. Wow. A, a, a literal emotional roller coaster. I was up. I was down. And then I was down a whole bunch more. Um, <laughs> Did we like it? Was it good? That's the first question. Did we like it? Was it good? This 45 minutes of Lost. No context. No memories. Did you enjoy yourself? Do you, did you like it? Was it good? Kim, kick us off. It's always hard to say that I enjoyed myself <laughs> when I'm crying and oh, watching Lost. And let's be real. Every time I'm watching Lost, I'm crying for various reasons. Sure. I did not like it, but it was good. If that makes sense. Sure. I enjoyed myself. It was entertaining, but I didn't like it. Right. Because like what happened was not something I enjoy. Yeah. Sure. But it was a good episode. Okay. Yeah. Uh, JP, what do you think? I have to exactly copy Kim. I think that this was a serviceable episode, even though probably the first third of it isn't truly necessary. Like there's nothing egregious in it. I didn't really care for it, though. When we've done episodes in the past, it's flashback and all of those are leading up to present time, right? And the yep. past is informing the future. Now we've got two A plots that just happen to have a bunch of Hurley. And it's fine. He doesn't do anything egregious, but he doesn't do anything where I'm like, wow, what a decision that you made. He's just kind of the least offensive conduit for us to get through this episode. That's fair. And I'm I'm going to say just now, you're going to have to tuck in for that because that is now what it's like. Now we just have centric characters. like Right, and, and that's fine, but I... I forgot that it was a Hurley episode. Like you're gonna you're gonna experience that some more. I think I think that same sort of sensation as as episodes go by in the second half. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Whatever. Only two more years of this. Uh, <laughs> Adam. Uh, I loved it. This 
episode establishes the exposition for everything I love about the second half. Um, okay, it 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 sidelines the others for an actual like more sinister uh, antagonist for season four. It's setting up Sawyer for his redemption arc. It's setting up John Locke for his fall. It's setting up the the factioning of the survivors and their interchangeability as far as their loyalties are concerned. Um, it starts talking about what happens after the island after they get off the island, which is something we spent the last three years wondering. No, everything about this I I fucking loved, but I have already said before the second half of the show i like a lot better than the first and this episode reminded me why well do we want to do some uh some mvps let's uh, do it all right we're back in we're we're just handing out trophies now baby we're here kim you're starting us off as our guest who's your favorite who's your mvp who's your shining star in this you know return to loss season four here the cannonball <laughs> It was. That was the best. That was the best part. Hit you right in the feels. I've never seen Hurley so happy run into that cannonball. Yeah. And were it not for that, I don't think the rest of the episode hits as hard. Just knowing what he's going through. I think it really set up the episode well. He's on the edge of believing that everything is actually going to be okay. And then in the second yeah. he resurfaces, everything is not even close to okay. Never a moment of peace. Adam, who is your MVP? Uh, I'm going to give it to Sawyer. Nice. We see him still being Sawyer at first. On the beach, he's brash, he's drinking a beer, he's whining. He's like, yeah, I'm going to help, but I'm going to complain the whole time. <laughs> but then we get into that little scene with Hurley when they're walking, and he shows genuine care for his friend Hurley. And yeah. Yeah, again, this is just an indicator for me, having seen the show before. We're going to see fewer Sawyer Valleys, and we're going to see more Sawyer Peaks. I have him written down as an actual person to pick for MGs. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Just okay. that one question, like JP had mentioned earlier. Just asking yep. was like, oh. So much. Yep. Well, and then not like old Sawyer, if he would have offered somebody help and they turned him down, would have like flown off the handle and be oh, like, yeah. fuck you. Guess who won't ask then, yeah. Yeah, there was not even a racial slur or fat joke. Right. He's, like, he's not calling him Hurley anymore either. He's calling him Hugo. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, JP, what about you? Lost MVP. I'm going to give it to Ben. All righty. like that. Say more. So much of this... <sighs> the linear nature of this show so much of this episode was just getting us to the next episode um <laughs> but like there's a lot of this episode where i'm like the engine's starting back up you know what i mean mm. and i i want it to be revving everyone's doing a lot of bad communication again ben's the only person who's already figured out the answers to all the questions i'm waiting for him to reveal them you know what i mean mm. and i'm just so interested in what ben does and yeah. how he does it and every time he said something to a character, responded with dialogue, I was just kind of like, <laughs> what's he going to do now? So I'm, I'm just giving it to Ben. I love Ben so much. I love that. All right. Well, then the other side of the coin, who is king shit of Suck Mountain? Who is out here fucking up? <laughs> Hacking, just hacking it up left, right, and center. Is that what we're doing now for <laughs> season two? I love it. Lost forever, your least favorite character of the beginning of the end. Kim, kick us off. I went a little bit more literally with lost forever being the walkie that Hurley <laughs> threw into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, my, my least favorite is, I know you can guess it. Kate. <laughs> Meg. It's Kate. <laughs> it's Meg. It's Meg. Because strictly on the fact that she stinks in this episode. Um, <laughs> nah, I just like, she's so wishy-washy, but it's not yeah. as compelling, no, right? Wishy like, yeah, wishy-washy, exactly. We, you never understand what her motivations are. Yeah. And we know like Ben is playing people. Yeah. 
But Meg is just doing it for no reason. Like that's just habit, because like. because that's her personality, apparently. Like, uh, yeah, no, I, I I would agree with you. It's it's really hard to t- nail down what Kate's motivations are. Like, does she want to leave? Does she not want to leave? Does she like Jack? Does she like show? Like, yeah, she's just bored. <laughs> we stand an ADHD queen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> JP. Naomi. Okay, yeah. It's <laughs> should not have survived the season gap. What she did did not drive anything forward. Her death was meaningless. Like, even in her last moment, she was wishy-washy. I was like, why are you fucking here? Stop. Like, wh- I hate you more than Kate right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh, I'm glad we hardly knew her. Adam. Charlie. Oh, Bro, you went out on such a high note. Yeah. You got to know when to stay gone. Yeah. You're the hero, man. Now you're just fucking with Hurley's fucking peace. I have a feeling, knowing what I know about the back half of the show, that that's not actually Charlie. Wow. Yeah. Adam, keep doing that look that people on this audio podcast can totally see. (laughs) You piece of shit. I'm trying to get this pause pregnant. Stop talking. I'm trying to focus. (laughs) Oh my god oh my god <laughs> the audience could hear the fertility <laughs> well we got the name of the episode in just under the wire kim thanks for joining us i love it here oh and we love having you this is an absolute blast uh pluggables you got anything you want to plug real quick i've got a podcast uh for firefighters and their community and family members called rig checks that is centered around whole person wellness it's uh pretty good if i do say so myself yeah because anyone listening to this show clearly needs a wellness check Yeah, in fact, JP and I are going to be on the next episode of Rig Checks, uh, and, and Kim's going to be asking us how how we're doing. Yeah, and it's me on a car crawler looking at Adam's balls, being like, look at this rig. <laughs> Adam, uh, what are we watching next time? Oh, man, that's a great question. If you want to be lost with us, and we know you do because you're still here, check out episode uh, season five, episode nine, Namaste. Uh. Featured character? Uh, it just says none in italics. <laughs> oh, there, but it's none in italics. There's a nun on the show? No. An Italian nun? <laughs> no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I, I feel like we've watched, now that we've watched two episodes of Lost in Order, like I... I just feel drained. I need to get back to the chaos of this podcast. I'm really looking forward to diving into season five. Just dead center season five, right in the middle. Oh, Woo! and this namaste. Awful. <laughs> With a title like that, you know, we're going to be talking to our boy, Dr. Candle or He's Dr. Whitman be there. or whatever his fucking yeah. name is. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it. Kim, thank you again. Adam, thank you, and uh, thank you, all of you out there, for tuning in to another episode of Lost on Lost. Absolutely. Thanks for coming back, everybody. We missed you. Uh, JP, do you have any idea what's going on on this show? Nope. Me neither.
Lost on Lost is produced and edited by me and JP. We wish to acknowledge that we live, work, and produce our show on occupied land. Burbank, California is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Tongva, Chumash, Keech, and Fernandeño Tataviam peoples. Milwaukee, Wisconsin is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Peoria, Potawatomi, Miyama, and Ho-Chunk peoples. And Lost was produced in Hawaii on the lands of the Kanaka Maoli. Visit native-land.ca to learn more about the land you live and work on. You can engage with us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at Lost on Lost One. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com or support us with dollar monies at coffee.com slash wearelostonlost. Thanks to Lostpedia and its community of contributors, Danny Schmitz, Random.org, and as always, you the listeners for tuning in. We're hosted at Podbean. You can hear us there or wherever you get your podcasts, except MySpace. We're, we're not on MySpace. Yet. <laughs> <laughs>